Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how to grow their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of Sisu, and I'm your host of the show. And today we have our first female on the show, so it's a big honor. Thank you for joining us. We're here with Laurel Starks, and she is the founder and CEO of the Alumni Institute. She is a recognized expert in family law real estate. She's the author of the book, The House Matters in Divorce. She was also named as an Inman Innovator, and I want to talk more about that and how you got named that. I know that's a big honor. And she's also a writer for multiple publications and also a public speaker around the world. Uh, that's a lot of things you've done there. Is there is there anything I missed, like a professional athlete or anything like that? <laughs> I wish. No, I have never run the Ironman. Um, I'm lucky to go get the mail. So yeah, no professional athlete. <laughs> well, that that's an awesome intro, and uh, obviously, I stole that from from your your stuff. So, I just want to find out as I as I did some research on you, Laurel. There was. I mean, there's so much about divorce. How did you get so passionate about divorce? My second listing that I ever took was a divorce listing. And the, I, I got into this business. I had been in the airline industry prior to being, getting into real estate. So I didn't have any kind of legal background. I'm not a lawyer. Um, and I got into real estate and then I was appointed by the court through a friend of mine who was an attorney to list and sell this house. And it was the war of the roses. Um, I had a wife who needed to sell the house yesterday. And I had a husband who told me to pound sand that he was never going to sign any of my paperwork and to never call him again. And yet I had to get this thing sold. So I uh, thought it was a very fascinating niche. Um, as I got more into it, I realized that there was really no education for it. There was also, there was no protocol for how to kind of handle it. And yet there was a huge need. I also recognized that there is a broken system out there in the family law world uh, as it pertains to dealing with real estate. And there was a big need for family law attorneys, courts, and litigants to become educated and have somebody who is really versed in their world from our industry serve it. Cool. So obviously I left something out of your introduction, which is that you actually do sell real estate. You've done over 180 million in volume. You do you run a team or are you a solo agent? Tell us more about that. Yeah. So I built a team in 2012. I well, I started my business as a solo agent and then I built my team in 2012. And then I went, I had a team from 2012 to about 2017. And then I dismantled my team and I went back to being a solo agent so that I could develop the, the Alumni Institute and educate the industry. So I have got two, that means I have two businesses. I currently am a very active real estate, uh, divorce real estate listing agent. So my real estate business 
focuses in, on the divorce niche. Um, okay. About 95 to 98% of what I do is divorce real estate. Um, and then I also have the Alumni Institute. Okay. So being focused on divorce, I know a lot of people focus on divorce who are focused on investing the iBuyer type model. Are you doing that as well? Is that part of your real estate business or just selling real estate to people who are going through a divorce? I sell the houses in divorce cases. So when two people own a home together and they are getting a divorce and they can't agree on a realtor or they need, you know, they need a realtor to list and sell the property, that's where I come in. Okay. So there are a lot of realtors listening to this and people who run teams and brokerages as well. How do they get into this niche? Because obviously that's a niche that you're building an entire business off of. If they just wanted to take a section of their business and say, I'm going to hire a couple of people and you're going to focus strictly on this niche. How would, how would they go about that? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, um, this is one of those niches where it's very deep and complex. And I highly recommend that people get educated before they really get into the niche because the legal process that's going on in the sale of a home in a divorce case, it trumps everything. It really governs everything. So if, if, real, if we as realtors show up and we wanna focus on getting divorce listings and focus on the divorce niche, without knowing the rules of the game, it, it is like walking onto a soccer field, trying to play and you don't even know, you know where the goal is and you don't know what the penalties are. So it's, it's very important, first and foremost, for realtors to become educated. Okay. That's what the Alumni Institute uh, is, is passionate about, is educating realtors so that they can be effective. And then there's really two ways to build it. Um, one way, once you, once you know what you're doing, uh, one way is to maximize your own database. So most of us know people who have gotten divorced if, if haven't been divorced ourselves. And our database is either going to have people in it that are getting divorced, that are going to get a divorce, or that know people getting a divorce. So realtors need to be the, the number one person that comes to mind when somebody in their database either is or they know someone who's getting a divorce. Uh, and then the other way to build the business is through attorney referral. Okay. I was going to ask you, so is it, is it attorneys driving the business? Is it the law driving the business? Or is it a husband or wife driving the business? Where does most of your business come from in that? My business comes from the family law community. It comes from divorce attorneys and it comes from the courts. Okay, great. We'll hear more about that. So because you've learned so much about this space and people like me who have sold real estate, but don't really know anything about this, you've created the Alumni Institute. Tell us about that. Why did you create that? Obviously people like us need to get educated. So tell us what is that and what's the process of going through that and, and things like that? So one of the things that I uh, am, am very passionate about is, is, the, is the life and the well-being of the family who's going through divorce. And everything we teach, that's really the cornerstone. So when realtors get uh, on a case or they get assigned a, a listing, somehow, some way they got a listing that is involved in a divorce, there's a big responsibility that comes with that. 
And it is important that we are able to successfully and swiftly close them. Uh, there can be a lot of toxic environments going on until the house is sold. There can also be a lot of money that is riding on the sale of the house. So it's important that realtors know how to prevent and mitigate the conflict and how to navigate through these complex listings. Days on market continue to add up. That means that people aren't able to move on with their lives. That means that children are in toxic homes sometimes. Um, and the, the, the more that a realtor is, say, unsuccessful at getting a property sold, it can, it can mean attorney's fees because they've got to go in and have another hearing about uh, getting the, the property sold and who are they going to sell it with. Or it can mean more hearings about who, what offer to accept or what, who's going to be responsible for repairs and upkeep of the property and all of those sorts of things. So, so understanding that there is a lot at stake in these listings from the lives of the divorcing litigants to the, and their children to the money that they need from the sale of the house to rebuild their future. Um, when I got into this, I realized that there was this big heavy responsibility. I also, to this day, about half the listings I take are as a result of a failed listing. So they had been listed with somebody else who did not know how to handle it and then they, uh, the, the listing expired or they just became so exasperated with the, with the agent that they replaced the agent and they brought me on the case. Um, How did they get a hold of you? What's your marketing to get into people like that? So I, I am a, an, a, a, uh, an asset to family law attorneys. So I work alongside attorneys. I help attorneys understand real estate as it pertains to family law, I help them sometimes craft their orders. So when they need to go and get a, an order in order to sell the house, there's a lot of language that goes in these court orders and we need to sometimes help them make sure that they are correct so that we can execute them. There's a lot of information that, that uh, they're gonna wanna include in those. And so that is, the family law attorneys are really my, my farm. Okay. So, so you're the expert. I listed my house with somebody else. It expires just in a scenario here. Mm -hmm. And now my attorney tells me you need to get with Laurel. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's how you're getting these listings. Is that right? Yeah. So the attorney will oftentimes, I mean, nobody has a unilateral ability to make these decisions. So the attorney might suggest to their, to their client that you need to get with Laurel. Uh, they will also speak with opposing counsel and say, you know what, my recommendation is that we bring on an expert to really handle this listing because this case, you know, is, is high conflict or whatever. Um, and then if opposing side agrees, then they will have me come on. Sometimes they don't agree. Sometimes they say, no, no, you know, husband has a brother or whatever who wants to list it. And then they'll go before the court. And then the court sometimes makes that decision. Okay. So you are the expert. How long did it take you to become an expert? And how long would it take somebody today to become an expert? Assuming that I'm guessing by going through the Alumni Institute, 
I can become an expert. I can become certified. I see something here that you uh, are the issuer of the CDRE, which is Certified Divorce Real Estate Expert Credential. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Yeah, so um, it took me, listen, I'm always a student. I'm forever a student. So I will say that anybody who embarks in this is, is always gonna be forever learning. Um, how long did it take me to really feel like I had a handle on it? It probably took me about five, to seven years to really feel like I, I, I felt rather masterful um, in identifying the issues in family law, in working with the parties and making sure that I'm able to identify high conflict personalities. I'm able to uh, work as a neutral and, and really be super effective. So how long will it take someone else? My goal and all of us, so the Alumni Institute is, is made up of not just me, but we've also got a founding faculty of family law attorneys, judges, financial experts, uh, who all came together to create this whole program. And it is our goal that we lop off about, you know, three to four years of that type of learning so that really within, within the six, to become a CDRE, it's a six month program. Um, okay. And they will become then a CDRE within six months. There, like I said, there's always gonna be learning. They're always a student and we're there to continue to guide and to mentor um, our agents. Is that something you do twice a year? Do you do that every month? Or how frequently do you do, you do this program? If I, let's say I'm listening to this podcast today and I decide I'm gonna become an expert this is a market that I would love to have these, these attorneys feed this business to me, but I realize I need to be an expert for that. So how soon can I get into to this training? Sure, so our next, we do it twice a year. And so when one six month program ends, we begin another one. And our next one is April 19th. And it, okay. is, uh, it starts out by a live course, a live five-day class here in Southern California. And then it continues online through an apprenticeship online for the remaining six months. And then the next one will be in October. So every October and April. Okay, so the first five days, I'm gonna be in sunny California. After that, I am going to go online, how frequently, how much of my time is this going to take over the next six months for me to decide, is this something I want to become? Sure. So it, we have got um, every, every month we have uh, what's called a learning lab. Um, if, if you think about it, like two tracks. So we have the, the learning and development piece, which is continuing to become an expert. So how to do fair market valuations is this month, how to do fair market valuations for courts, um, that, you know, bias, communication, all of those types of things that goes on for, for the six months. But the other track is also the business development. So once you leave California, then you will be, we will be guiding you and we've got a playbook on how you go and build those relationships with attorneys. Okay. So for the six months you are doing alongside, you're doing, you're doing both almost like a student athlete. We are continuing to teach you and you learn, but then also you're out in the field and you are meeting attorneys. We prep everything from what you give them to what you say, to how you ask for appointments. 
Um, all of that, it's a very, very um, specific playbook on how to build a business in this. And so we're right there to guide and coach you every single step of the way as you're out in the field building it. And then you're gonna start to get some business. You're gonna start, one of our, one of our students, she is testifying in court today and we were working with her over the weekend on getting her report together. And uh, so, you know, we, we work with, we work with our students as they get the business, they get the listings, they, you know, they get all of that. So it's, it's a very intense six months. Most of our students at towards the end of the six months, they're like, Oh my gosh, I need more. <laughs> so, so am I going to have time for anything else? Uh, if I do this? Yep. So very good question. We only take experts in real estate to become CDREs. So, uh, the requirements at, the, at a bare minimum, the requirements are three years real estate experience, 45 transactions, and in good standing with your license. Um, so all of our students are in the top 5%. They all have got active businesses. So it's very important to be able to time block this. And we have done a lot of the, we provide a lot of the assets for our students to use to go deliver uh, to their attorneys a lot of the, you know, we, we have the whole marketing system done because we know how busy our, our, our students are. And we recommend about 10 hours a week to successfully build the business. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Okay. That's great. That's what I was looking for. So if I want to commit 10 hours a week into this, um, how many listings might I be able to get, let's say a year from now, let's say a year from now, I've become an expert. Give me an example of what kind of business I can expect to get from becoming this expert. Just as far as when I say business, can I expect to get just listings around divorces, which obviously you can talk to this as well, but obviously the husband's going to go buy a home. The wife might go buy a home. So there's, there's additional business opportunities there as well. But what, what's the, really the opportunity that sits there for me as a real estate agent or team owner and that I'm going to say, I want to learn this and I want to go testify in court. That's another question. How often do I have to testify in court? Cause maybe, maybe that's not something I want to spend my time doing. So as a CDRE, we provide, we are a resource for our attorneys. And what comes along with that is testifying. So it is not going to be helpful for an attorney if um, they have a realtor on a case who's not willing to testify. That's not helpful because then you have you've got wife saying something, you've got husband saying something, and you don't have that that neutral person who's willing to, to get on that, on the stand. So I would okay. say that so for those, if you do 10 transactions, how many are you going to testify on typically? Um, you know, it, I testify on about 20% of my listings. Okay. Okay. And, great. And we also testify on some other things. So we testify on uh, fair market values. I, I testify to that. We testify on title issues. Um, so it's not just real estate itself, you know, working in a listing, mm -hmm. but it's also other pieces where they need a real estate expert to testify. 
Um, so how, what, you know, what can you expect? Well, what I can tell you is, is that 75% of our students have received an ROI from their investment in the class in one year, which is really, when you think about it, pretty unheard of because Zillow has got, um, I think it's less than a couple of percent. Farming, doing a geographic farm, it takes about two years, according to NAR, to get an ROI from your investment in a neighborhood farm. Um, so in this, we have got fantastic, outstanding results. How many actual pieces of business that is a number that is going to be tough for me to be able to just quantify. I mean, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. And I have, we have. As with got, anything, right? Absolutely. And so we have got students who have uh, completed, you know, zero. We've got students who have completed two. We've got students who have completed 10. Um, and it just, this is the, this is a long game. It is, it is, this is marathon business building, but the, the good thing about it is, is that, you know, when you're working in like Zillow or you're, or, you know, depending on online leads or you're doing open houses, calling expireds, the minute you stop lead generating, your business stops. In this business, you build a reputation and you build an expertise. And then that starts to grow. We call it courtroom viral. Your, your reputation starts to just mushroom and, uh, and in the courtroom because your name is thrown out there all the time and attorneys are in the hallway with their clients and a stipulation. They've got to make, you know, they got to pick somebody and they've got a, another attorney walking down and they say, Hey, do you know a realtor that I could use? Yeah. Laurel Starks, put her name in the stipulation. I mean, that's literally how it works. So we have judge Judy and we have testifier Laurel Starks. Right? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, so you, you brought this up. I wasn't going to, to address this, but uh, you talked about the investment, the ROI, what kind of investments required to, to really become an expert here? Sure. So our, uh, our six month program, it is $5,000 to attend our live uh, five-day class with our faculty. And then it's $1,500 a month for the remaining six months for the apprenticeship. So it's a total of a $14,000 investment. Okay. Um, shifting gears a little bit, and it still, still involves divorce, uh, but the House Matters in Divorce uh, book that you published, uh, I'm guessing that all talks about, I'm guessing that you're targeting, if I'm going through a divorce as a homeowner, that's a book I want to read. Is that right? Exactly. So the, the target uh, reader audience for that book is, for, is divorcing homeowners, untangling the legal, financial, and emotional ties to the house and divorce. Now, many professionals have read it. Lawyers have read it. Judges have read it. Um, I've got a couple judges at my local courthouse that practically want to mandate that their clients read it as well. Uh, a lot of realtors have read it, financial, uh, divorce financial analysts, uh, lenders, all of that. So there's a lot of good information, even though the, the audience is the, is the direct consumer. There's a lot of really good information in there. I'm guessing you give a signed copy to all of your clients who are going through divorce that- uh, uh, Of course. And yeah. <laughs> of course. 
Okay. Um, what other what other advice, Laurel, would you want to give just to anybody thinking about doing this? Yeah. So, you know, understanding that this is uh, more than just a shiny object. I, I always uh, know realtors, we love to sort of divert ourselves to what is going to give me the biggest ROI and what, where am I going to get the next bang for my buck? Um, this is really about purposeful work. It's about meaningful work. It's about taking our real estate skills and applying them to something that's going to make a difference. The family law system is truly in need of realtors who are experts at this and who are versed in this, who can help make the system better. And I would just say that if this is something you feel like is a calling, if it's a passion, if it strikes you, uh, we definitely want to talk to you. And, you know, it is the, the byproduct is that you build a great business. I mean, you build... Um, I've got my, I was the, I was the, the number one realtor in, uh, my entire region from Palm Springs to, uh, Pasadena last year. And then I got the, the award again this year, um, focusing on this niche, but that's the byproduct. Now, was that a KW plaque I saw there? Yep. Okay. So you were number one in your region at KW and what, which region is that? the Inland Empire region, and it spans from Pasadena to Palm Springs, a couple hundred miles. Okay, so, great. Um, you know, it is, it, the, the byproduct is the business that is built um, as a result of the passion and the, and the purposeful work, so. Okay, uh, so you've got to have a passion for this. You don't just jump in for the money. It's more about have reason to do this. You say there's a shortage. I, uh, how many how many realtors are experts out there and how many are needed? I mean, how big is that shortage? Yeah, that shortage is, well, our vision and our goal at the Alumni Institute is to provide the directory that lawyers and judges all over the country use to find realtors to sell houses in all of their cases. So there are a million divorces on average a year, 70% of them involve real estate. Uh, not all of those sell. There's a fraction of those that, that sell, you know, somewhere I've heard statistics somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50% of the ones that involve real estate do sell within, within the first two years of a divorce. So there's a huge, there's just a huge need. So there's a, a million divorces in the U.S., you're saying, a year? Correct. And if I want to find out how many there are in my county, what do, I, what do I do? How do I find that out? Yeah, so all of the data for divorce is sort of a little bit uh, rogue and sort of scattered. So each state keeps their own statistics somehow. There's not exactly a, a reservoir or a database that is broken down by each market that we found. So you can't, but, but there are statistics, court, courts keep statistics on it, on, on fi there's filings and then there's completed divorces. So those are two different things. You can have, um, a lot of people file for divorce, but then they reconcile. So uh, you can just, I would say, use good old Google and, and see how many there are in your own market. 
but um, but it is our vision and our goal that the only people who who handle real estate listings in family law cases are CDREs. Makes sense. Okay, um, stepping outside of the divorce realm for a minute, what what kind of things do you like to do for fun in your personal time? I like to travel. So I was in the airline industry before I got into this and I'm an avid traveler. Um, I've been to six continents and my children, our goal, my husband and I, our goal when we had kids was to take them to every continent before they graduate high school. So we've done six. We've not made it to Antarctica yet. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I love it. So do you guys go someplace every year? We do. So last year, uh, 2019, we went to, my husband and I went to Italy. Um, we stayed in Rome and, and then the Amalfi Coast in Poissitano. And then my, the family, we went to Dubai and to South Africa. Okay. That was an amazing, amazing trip. Um, so this year we are going to, actually we are going to Mexico. My husband and I are going to Punta Mita, and then we've got a European family trip uh, planned for London, Amsterdam, Germany, uh, Austria, Switzerland. Great. <laughs> I, uh, I, did a, I did a trip to Dubai actually when I was uh, in the world of franchising, sold a master franchise over there and had someone, they flew us over there and completely just took care of us for two weeks and we did everything. I mean, they just entertained us the entire time. It was, it was an amazing when was experience. That? What's that? When was it? That was, uh, it's been about 10 years now. It's an amazing city. It's probably, it's, um, it's evolved a lot since you, since you went there. It's kind of like Vegas. It just keeps building. You know? yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. so they, they did have the tallest building in the world when I went there. So yeah, the Burj Al Khalifa. Yep. Yeah. So uh, of all those places you've been, what's your favorite place? Ooh, South Africa. Definitely really? South Africa. Yeah. South Africa. There's something about it. How uh, long ago were you there? So uh, I went, we went last July and then I had also gone uh, when I was, when I was, when I was, I went in 90, like 1995. Um, and then, and then we, my family, we went uh, last July and we went to, uh, we went to Cape Town, love Cape Town, and we went to uh, we went on safari at um, a at Garonga, which is outside of Kruger, and it was just it's it's a magical magical place. I wish it wasn't so far away. Okay, so we have some friends who have been telling us they want to go to South Africa. Uh, I've heard that it may not be the safest place. But it sounds like uh, I need to contact you and get a, you can, you can schedule our itinerary for us. I'll send you my itinerary. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. We were very, very safe so long as we stayed within our, uh, you know, where we were, but it was, it was amazing. So I'm happy to share my itinerary. I'm happy to talk travel anytime anyone who wants to talk about travel. Great. Sounds, sounds fabulous. So uh, outside of divorce, what's your favorite book or favorite source of, of learning? Oh, my favorite book or my favorite source of learning. Um, I am a big, I, I love to read business books. Um, I'm a student of, of John Maxwell. Um, I'm a student. And then, I, and then I also like to read things like um, Oprah has some books. So I like to, I try to do some feel good stuff. I tend to not be a fiction 
Um, person, I just, for whatever reason, I like to read um, sort of more realistic stuff. And um, yeah, so. so you, you like to read stuff that, that you're going to learn and grow from. I guess, yeah, yeah. right? That's kind of, that's kind of boring, but. I, I tend to be in that mode as well. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, I do. So, so uh, if, if anyone wants to hear more about the Alumni Institute or reach out to you, what, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Laurel? Yeah, so you are welcome to uh, email me, laurel at alumniinstitute.com. You can also go find out more information at, on our website, which is alumniinstitute.com, I-L-U-M-N-I institute.com so it's one of i-l-u-m-n-i institute.com okay awesome well thank you so much for being on the show today completely different than most of our shows and it's it's been fun to lear learn about this really niche category in real estate so we really appreciate you joining us today and uh we'll stay in touch when I, when i get ready for that trip to south africa okay please do i've got lots lots to share all right thanks so much for having me on